With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is I Will Make You a Millionaire, another episode helping someone reach their goal of making millions. Just heads up, I haven't been hosting a lot of podcasts lately, you know, so like I might be a little bit rusty. Uh, Okay, Jay, I'm not accepting any apologies in advance from you because you're just going to do a great job because you are just going to be you and we're not going to worry about it. It's just just a ton of (laughs) jokes and stuff, you know, you know, and then and then the reason why we do we do Zoom and not Spycast because James Kills need a better Internet. Well, apparently I don't have the worst internet in the room at the moment. So that's a nice thing for once. No, I think I do. I think I do. (laughs) Oh, man, Jen, you know, I mean, I can't blame you. You know, you're you're, you're in share space, you know, that's the shitty part about share space. You know, whoever the creators, it's not making a million dollars from uh, freaking internet. But Jay, I think you were born to host podcasts because oh, whenever oh. you do like the intros when people are talking and like I was just listening to one between Jay, James, and James. And like, I don't know, oh. there's just, you're so good at creating dynamic and things like that. So like, you're better at it than you think you are. Well, well, I think I'm pretty good co-host. Uh, I, know, I know how to bounce off stuff. I know how to, you know. You're the sidekick. I'm the sidekick, you know. I am the Robin to, to the Batman, you know. And then my dogs would be Damien. would be would be another uh, Robin as well. But uh, how is everyone doing? I think Paolo is in UK. Paolo is in UK, so it's like evening for him. And then everyone else is is afternoon time. Yeah. What time is it over there, Paolo? It's uh, six p.m. Yeah, yeah. I just actually got off work. Wow, dinner time. We're all over here with breakfast and lunch. So is your anonymous nature going away, Paolo? Because it felt like at first that you were looking to be more anonymous. And now it seems like you're you're more in the limelight. Well, I, I found I you on Twitter now. As anonymous as I've been. Well, well you, you weren't even on Twitter before, as far as I know. <laughs> so, the thing so, so, is that I am like on all sort of social media, but basically what I was doing with Instagram, it's, uh, you know, within reason disassociated. You know, if someone does some thorough research, they can uh, link me to the actual Instagram account, but it would take some work. And yeah, so yeah. I, I tend to keep things separated for the moment. Yeah, also, I think Paolo, Paolo is also working financials too. So like, it's a bit dangerous, you know, when you work in financial industry yeah. and then have your full name out there. If you get blackmailed by anyone, you know, they, they know where you work and then they just have to, 
whatever bank that you work at and say it's you, you know, especially if you're a programmer. Anyway, all right, let's start the podcast. Yay! Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Mix Your Million Air annual meetings. Of course, our board of director is not here, you know. Hey, you know, the big bosses come to these shitty meetings. They let the psychic dudes. Anyway, so we have Jen Glantz, Paolo, and James Quandel here with me here on Mix Your Million Air annual meetings. I think James Quandel was the first candidate, right? James, you were the first candidate, I'm pretty sure. So tell me, how do you know James and how do you get into the, to, to the program? So I got into the program by happenstance, really. I think I read the book, Skip the Line, and it was life-changing. And on my website, I write reviews for the best books that I read. So I wrote a review for Skip the Line. And at the end, I took one of James' concepts from the book that I love so much, which is the 10 Ideas List, and I wrote a 10 idea list of, hey, here's how you can get this book out to more people. And then I sent that over to James and said, hey, this is for you. I'm not looking for anything. Just do what you want with it and let me know if you have any questions. And then that was kind of how it started. Was that before you were watching James' chess stream or was it after? I can't remember. That happened around the same time because right. James was doing some experiments on Twitch streaming chess. And as a chess aficionado and uh, himself, I wanted to watch and learn. And so I was in the chat and started chatting with you and started chatting with James and, and kind of made a personal connection that way too. Right. And also to everyone here, you know, all, all you guys here, you know, you guys can talk shit about James. It's totally fine. You know? <laughs> He's not here to hear it. He's not going to listen to this episode. You know? Well, I'm proud to say on that front, I am still his lowest rated defeat. Oh, on yeah, chess yeah, history. Yeah. So I beat James <laughs> at least once, maybe twice, and I am the lowest rated defeat he's ever had online. Uh, yeah, because he was 22 at the time and you were like 16 or something. I mean, yeah, huge delta, like a 600 rating point delta. Yeah, so, so but the thing is, with my help, of course, you know, so James was playing with James and then I was distracting uh, James out of here when he was playing because I just keep talking to him because he's streaming. I keep talking to him and then he ended up loose on time if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, something like that. And I I could go back and look at the game, but I really don't want to see it. I just know that I did it once and that's all I need to know. <laughs> right. You should you, add that to your LinkedIn profile. That's a good title to have. Seriously, that's like huge. Yeah, defeated I, <laughs> national master James Altucher in a blitz yeah. game of chess. Yeah. <laughs> so you send us 10 ideas and then you... Did you reach out to James about the program or I, I can't remember? No, he replied. He sent me an email and said, hey, would you want to be one of my mentees? And I didn't even think about it. I just replied, yes, basically immediately. And then he said, what's your cell phone number? And th that was kind of it. And it was one of those moments where I wouldn't even think twice about saying yes to any right. opportunity to spend more time with you guys and right. just learn. And it's changed my life. Has, has have you changed your life though? <laughs> oh yeah, my life's completely different now than at the beginning. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna touch on that a little bit later. You know, not not you. I'm not gonna touch you, but touch on the topics a little bit later. Well, and then I think Jen was you are the second one, right? And then Paolo is the third one, and then we have Jason, the fourth one. But he's not gonna be here. I think he he just got too busy with his restaurant, so he's back in the restaurant industry, which is great. You know, like you know, for the longest time. The restaurant industry has been on the lump, like going downhill. And then I'm glad that he's able to keep busy in, in Georgia. So what about you, Jen? How do you know James? Because like 
I know, I know Paolo and James because like James James was on the stream, so I'm like, okay, I heard about uh, about him. And then with with you, Jen, it's all of a sudden James just like, hey, let's schedule with Jen. I'm like, oh wait, what? What happened? So how do you know James and how do you get into the program? I've known James for a while in passing. So I think when I moved to New York City in 2012, somehow I found out about him. I followed him on Twitter. I read all of his books and I met him a couple times in passing and through mutual friends. I remember one time I bumped into him at South by Southwest, but I was too nervous to say hi. And then I finally just threw myself into him and was like, James, it's me, Jen. I don't know if you remember me. He definitely didn't remember me, but he was like, of course I remember you. And I said hello to him. And then I was listening to the podcast. You know, the beginning of this year for me was really tough. I think I was just mentally overwhelmed. I didn't have guidance. I was in a really bad place. I remember listening to his podcast and hearing about the series. And I thought there is a 0% chance that I can get on this show. I'm sure there's a lot of people who wanted to get on it. I bet you they picked their people. And I just wrote an email. I guess I had had his email in my inbox somehow. So I just wrote to his personal email like, hey, I'd love to do it. Here's why. And within five minutes, he wrote back, great, we'll book our first episode. And I almost collapsed. I was like, what? Do you remember what time you sent the email? I'm just curious. I want to say it was in the morning. So I remember I was outside walking my dog and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send this cold email. There's zero chance I'll ever write back, but why not? So I, I think it was maybe the morning. I think there's a lesson to everyone out there. This is what I do as well. So like to email people, I don't do it after evening. I don't do it in the afternoon. I do it in the morning because it will be the first to pop up on their email. So they will see it right away. So I learned this when I worked with James uh, because, you know, he got thousands of thousands of emails every day. So what happened is I know in the morning from he probably wake up at six o'clock, do the 10 ideas, and then he's going to play chess until maybe 10 or 11. And then I'm like, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to email James. So I tried it a couple of times and he emailed me right away. So I'm like, I guess this is how it works. So you email, you email the person right when they check their email. So they will respond to you right away. They will see it right away. That is actually very smart. I don't know if you do it subconsciously or you're just lucky. Yeah, I think I said, like I email, I schedule emails a lot. So I, I oh, when I write emails on the weekend and stuff like that, I'll always schedule them to go out at like 8.39, like a good time like that where people are like clearing out their inbox. But the James thing was so random and I felt just like so low in my own life that I thought to myself, I have literally nothing to lose. He probably won't write back. I had just read Skip the Line and was feeling all courageous. So I sent the email and just like James said, this has been incredibly life-changing and I do think things happen for a reason. And this, I mean, this whole experience has not only been life-changing, but pulled me out of just a really tough time, I think. Well, you've been always been listening to the James Hattachi show or do you just started last year? No, I've been listening since the start and I even oh, like wow. have been... I've been tweeting at James since like 2013 without getting responses from him, but just randomly tweeting him. So I, I didn't really know him. I just had like a loose, loose understanding of, you know, connection to him in real life and just knew him through his content. Right. So, so that's, that, that, that's great because like, because just one day I'm like, what is this Jen person? I never know this Jen person. And I look it up. I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. I'm I'm glad that you come on the show because uh, because I think you you provide you do provide a different dynamic uh, compared to to James. I have to call. I have to say James Q because there's too many James here. Yeah. So, you know, like James Q and Paolo has a very very different dynamic, and then you bring in a different dynamic to the whole series, which made it so interesting. 
you didn't just listen to just one one or two voices, you know, and one or two things because all of you do has a very very different industry and very very different ideas and very very different approach of, uh, to things. But now get to Paolo. So Paolo, I think you're the mysterious one. You know, with Jen, at least I Mysterious, can yeah. Yeah, I can look Jen up. Okay, right, right for hire. James Quandel, I'm like, talk to him a couple times. You know, he's grand. He works for, uh, James Q actually worked with uh, Ben Greenfield as well. So, you know, at least, you know, I can find it out. But Paolo is like, this mysterious person. They, 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 they don't even know your last name. You know what? It's like uh, Adele or something like that. I just go by the first name. Just, just, just <laughs> yeah. one name basis. Just one name basis. Yeah. So, so, so how do you find how do you find James? Like, do you know James before this? As in, like, do you know of him or do you know him in person? No, definitely not in person. I have been listening to the podcast for a very long time. Oh wow! And uh, I think that kind of during COVID, I mean, as if it wasn't right now, but like last year or so. Uh, I basically was, he was doing some sort of uh, live streams on Instagram. Oh, yeah, the IG live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching those uh, every so often while I was cooking in the evening. And uh, basically in one of them, he kind of mentioned this um, mentorship program that he was right, thinking right. about. Yeah. And I basically sent him an email talking to him about, you know, the stuff I was working on. And if he'd be interested in taking me up as a mentee. And uh, he was down, so that was that. Yeah, I'm glad that you, you guys came on. And uh, as you guys know, like the James wanted this actually to be a TV show, right? I don't know if you guys, you guys must know because he tells the story all the time. And then just no student take him up. So like he used what he preached uh, and he just created his own sub-series and everyone been loving it. Everyone been following the journey. So Paolo was a mysterious one and he didn't even want to give us his last name. I don't even know what his last name even right now, you know? No. I have no last name. Yeah. I was wondering what you were going to look like because I was I couldn't find you either online. So I was like, I wonder who this person is. I wonder what he looks like. So I feel I feel like I have, I feel like this is awesome because I get to see what you look like and maybe most people listening will never know. Do I look like I sound? Were you expecting? What were you expecting? I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting this. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Were, you, were, you, were you expecting like a tall Italian man with like a lot of mustache? I mean, I don't know how tall you are, Paolo. I've never seen you standing up, so. I don't even know what I was expecting. Maybe I I'm standing up already. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you are standing up. Maybe we don't even know. Right. But wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. James Quandel actually called you at one point, right? Like yeah, right but I don't yeah, yeah, think yeah. we did. We didn't do video, though. I don't think we did nope. video. So, so this is the first time you see Paolo then? This is the first uh, viewing, yes. So what do you guys yeah. think about Paolo's face? One to ten. You know, I think straight. Paolo's handsome, and I think everyone would be lucky to see him. But unfortunately, you have to be in the Make You a Millionaire Mentorship Program to see him. So maybe next time. See, Paolo, <laughs> Paolo James, is, James is totally avoiding the questions. I'm like, one to ten. He said, you're handsome. Handsome could be one, could be yeah, ten. Yeah. You never know. That was James, great. That was a great answer. <laughs> Yeah, it was so political answer for you. Why are you not running for president? <laughs> well, actually, I am in the uh, running for president Facebook. Oh, group. do you sign it up? I'm in there, but I did not submit. But I, oh. I, I'm not. I'm not 35 yet, so I can't. You have to be 35 to run for president in the United States. Oh, huh. well, I mean, I have no chance. Paula have no chance. So it's up to you and Jen. 
I'll back maybe you. It's a, maybe I'll it'll be a dream you. team someday. <laughs> I'll back you. I'll do I'll do some PR and marketing for you. Yeah. You you would be great. You'd be great. So we we have to change the presidential dynamic. You know, for the longest time we have male president. You know, so this could be Jen president and James Quandell VP. You know. I'd be honored to be a vice president. I don't, I I think that would be great. And we actually have uh, Philip Stutz as a regular guest on the show and he can be our coach. (laughs) (laughs) He's just just your campaign manager, just front of campaign. Shout out to (laughs) Philip Stutz out there if he's listening. I doubt he's listening. He's like, he's too busy for his own podcast. Anyway, so, so James, I have to ask you first, since you're the first one to get on board, were you expecting anything on the first meeting? Like, will you expect anything when you, when you know that you're going to be on the show? I tried to come with zero expectations and that way I, I wouldn't be disappointed or or overly excited really. I just was honored to have the opportunity and I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that it was going to change everything. So so you knew you knew deep down it's going to change stuff. Definitely. And so, if if anything just because of this being challenged in new ways from someone right. else other than myself. See, I have to say, like, I felt like when people say, like, I'm not expecting anything, I felt like that's a little bit bullshit. I, I did doubt you're going to be expecting something. Like, was it, was it really zero expectations? Or you were like, maybe, maybe you would do this, or I would do this, or a little bit of this and that. I you know? expected that it would change everything, but I really had no frame to compare how or what it would right. do. Like, I didn't right. know what was going to change because it was just, a chance to skip the line literally in so right. many ways. And I didn't know what to, I didn't want to put any guidelines on it because I happened to just think kind of small a lot of times. And right. I thought that this was a chance for me to actually think a lot bigger than I'm used to thinking. And right. so if I came with my typical expectations, then it would have been a very small opportunity. Right. So, so you have some expectation, but at the same time, you also do know what to expect. Exactly. Right. So, so you, so you knew, you knew something's gonna change. You know, so that was your expectations, but you don't know how it would be, how the format and stuff like that's gonna be. That's right. Yeah. I, see, I'm pretty good host. I'm pretty good podcast host. Maybe I should have my own podcast. Aha. Anyway. So, <laughs> what about you, Jen? I came in very, very nervous, but I gave myself the expectation that if I was going to do this, I was going to be brutally honest. So I was going to expose everything about my business, all my failures. And I remember the first episode, James was like, okay, like, just like, calm down, slow down. Like, you know, like, let's just like process. Cause I came in like really hot because I, I knew how valuable this was and I wanted to be honest, but I expected actually a different experience than I'm having. I expected... I thought he was going to sort of like make me stop doing everything I'm doing. I thought like what he was going to have me create was so different than what I'm currently doing. I just, I thought like he was going to be very judgmental of some of the mistakes in my business. And I was scared. I just remember being so scared and what has happened has been the opposite. So I think I had high expectations for myself of like showing up honestly. And I had expectations from James of him being a little more critical and negative toward what I've been doing. And it's been the opposite. Right. So like, I, I, I can tell, like even the first sessions when it came on, uh, I'm, I don't know if you can tell, but like, I think I, because I think I'm good at observing stuff. So like, I can tell you a little bit nervous. That's why, so that's why you were so hyper and high energy because all the nervousness, just the end or whatever it's called. Like, yeah. Can I say it right? Yeah. Yeah, I can never pronounce it. Right? 
why can't they just make it easier to pronounce? Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah so so <laughs> that just comes through your blood, and then you just get so excited and so much energy that you're brought on. And I, I'm happy that you didn't, you're not afraid to share all your failures because that's how you learn, right? You know, in Chinese yeah. philosophy or Chinese saying that's there's a phrase saying that uh, the failure is the mother of success. It's literally direct translation. That's the literary direct translations. You know, so like you you gotta feel a couple times to learn to to be good. Uh, so your expectation is on yourself, not on the shoulder. Yeah, I wanted to be honest, and I wanted to not only expose like numbers wise where I was at with things, but also mentally where I was at. And I think I, you know, I came to the table basically saying I was I released a book and I was burned by that whole experience, and I did right. this and this and this, and I just wanted to be honest. And then, you know, after we recorded, it hit me that this is going to go out to people. People are going <laughs> to listen to this. So I went from being nervous to panicking because I had exposed more on that hour with James than I had ever to anybody, even my own husband. So I was really nervous when the first episode came out. And it was nice to hear people say, like, thank you for being honest. Thank you for sharing these things. Because I think sometimes people, you know, you can Google me and you'll see a long list of things, but you don't see a long list of failures or a long list of behind the scenes. So that's what I wanted to come to the table with. See, also what I didn't expect is I wasn't expecting we got so many feedback for for the first episode of each one. Like we got feedback about James Q, first episodes about yours first episode about paulo first episode like someone even reached out to paulo like hey this is my gpt3 let you use my gpt3 for free you know whatever yeah, yeah so like so like i'm 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 really surprised and impressed how much like how even how different the, the 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 series is and then how you know like people are willing to accept it because like for the longest time you know the show is just you know you guys know just conversations interview Never really like Mutual Millionaire, and that we sort of got bored of it. We we keep trying out new format. Like we have like the my favorite things, and then we have Side House of Friday, and then we have this, and then we have the companion podcast. This seems to stick with people. I remember real quick, I remember before my first episode, I listened to James and James Q. And it was the episode where James had James Q interview someone on the spot. And I oh, was yeah, like, that was a fun oh. one. I was like, I give so much credit to James Q because that is so scary and so hard and you did awesome. And I thought to myself, what am I going to have to do? And it was so scary. I just remember thinking like, he's going to make me do all these scary things. And after I heard that episode of James Q, my nerves just like were, were skyrocketing. Well, you mentioned you were nervous before and then you were panicked after and there was no forewarning when that first episode came out. I just I looked at the podcast and there it was. And it was just sheer panic. I'm like, I was trying to remember every single thing I said before I could listen to it. I'm like, what on earth did I say? I know I had these interviews. I know I felt like they were awful. I don't we, like none of this was prep. None of it was staged. Like we had no script. Like what happened in this? And then I ended up listening in the car with my wife. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that wasn't terrible but yeah the panic was real in that instance for sure See, that's the thing like if i tell you guys it's going to be released you guys are not going to be like that you know you guys are not going to be genuine and gen- is it generic the right word yeah generic you know like like just be yourself you know that's true i don't think there was any indication that it was going to be released as a no. podcast episode at that time it no. was just like hey we're just having a conversation and it yeah. was just real fully See, unscripted james i, remember, I did, yeah. 
James kept saying, this is just a conversation. It's just a conversation. And I was like, but is it, are you also recording it? Like, that's the thing is no one ever really said transparently, like this is being recorded for a podcast. He just sort of was recording. So I just remember him saying it's a conversation. And then the next thing I know it's on iTunes. So that I think that helped obviously ease my tension, but yeah, that's, that's a lot. See, I have to, I have to take, I have to, uh, it's it's on me that that part because James is like yeah I just record them just record them you know we're gonna shove it you know we see what we do with it and I'm like and after like after like a couple of episodes with you guys and I'm like this is great this is awesome why why don't we just release this and James is like eh, I don't know and then I I did the artwork and then I showed it to James okay James this is how we can do it I'm gonna put in new songs and then put in new artwork and then we release it and see how people like it. The, the reason why the first couple of episodes doesn't have a new song is because I'm still finding the, the right song and right sound for the podcast, for the series, because I don't want it to be too similar to the James Arthur show, but at the same time, it has a sick team there. So that's why James' first episode has new song, because I'm like, I finally found a song. James said, yes. James said, go. That's why I look with working with James, because he's like, yeah, just do whatever you want, you know? And then I'm like, okay, I put it on there, see how people like. And then, you know, it turns out great. Anyway, so now to Paolo. Paolo's been always been quiet. Paolo is always a quiet one. So were you expecting anything when you first came on the, the, the show? Were you expecting an Asian guy and a white guy on the show? Definitely not the Asian. <laughs> I was expecting James. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely you know. not the Asian. You just sit there. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say in general, I wasn't expecting much. I was uh, hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. Right. So the expectations were not too high, right? In the sense that who know what might come out of it. It seemed like a good opportunity, but then, you know, you never know how these things uh, uh, happen. Right. And actually, you know, now that I think about it, so throughout the process, especially in the beginning, I think I went through a bit of a phase where at first I was very excited about the interactions with James. And uh, I think there was maybe one one conversations we had, or maybe you know we talked less for for a few weeks or months right. or so. So I became almost a bit disillusioned with it, saying, "Oh yeah, maybe we don't have the same goals in mind, and uh, his ideas are quite different from mine." Mm-hmm. But uh, then actually things changed. Then uh, maybe it could be that uh, you know I came into it with uh, some very clear ideas about what I wanted to do. Right. what my goals were, how I thought things would be. And I think in some way, James kind of created, uh, you know, um, kind of broke apart all my ideas. And I, it was almost uh, in some way a shock that I didn't know how to take. Right. right. So I think that affected me a little bit. But then going ahead, I actually realized that, you know, uh, a lot of the insights that he had that were quite counterintuitive to me now make uh, a lot of sense in hindsight. Right. So after going through that uh, that stage, then uh, everything was uh, great. Yeah, see, I, I have to say, like, you know, out of all four, including Jason, he's not here anymore. That guy, that guy just forgot about us. Jesus. Anyway, uh, so out of all, all of you guys, I think Paolo's episodes are a little bit different because I think you're the only one that do coding and apps. You know, because I remember, I remember once we got off the episodes, um, you know, James and I were talking about it for a little bit. It's like, hmm, how can we, how can we help Paolo? Like, like you said, like, you know, like you brought so many ideas, like ideas on the show. And then, but, you know, James trying to like see 
if he can break down some of the ideas and sort of help you scale your business as well, or help you help you scale your, your ideas. So James actually talked to talked to me quite a few times about like you know how we can tackle your episodes. And then at the same time, I think around your time as well is James had COVID as well. So for the longest time, he oh, didn't yeah. talk to anyone. And then he has brain fog and all that stuff. He probably just forgot my name. He probably got, hey, you, the Asian dude or something like that, you know? But yeah, I, I, I think, was it the second? I think the third episode is when I finally see your eyes light up, Paolo, I think. Like, like you said, you know, once you hear some of James' idea and then you're like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then all of a sudden you just came up with a lot more ideas. You have the, the fast type for the food and then now you have the fast type for the pickup line which I used a couple of times and no one replied to me. <laughs> no one. I used the, the, the one about cheese one and they didn't, because this lady said, yeah, I like pizza. And then uh, I put one of the pizza cheese one and then she didn't reply to me. But I mean, to be fair, it's only three of them. And then I also didn't have a lot of pictures on my hinge profile. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. And I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. 
Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever? So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything than go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely got to use HIMS from now Not on. Not that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might, you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the HIMSS app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? HIMSS.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs HIMSS. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. HIMS.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See HIMS.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. So now I'm going to do the run a little bit different. So Paolo, uh, do you, what was the first project that you worked on? Basically, the idea that we started things with was basically a project that I had been working on myself for several right. months. And uh, what I was doing was basically I built a, some sort of a bot that would automate uh, Instagram interactions to try to scale a, a food account that I had quite a lot. And uh, basically that was a part of the project. And then as a kind of a second part of it, what I had been working on was actually creating an, an iPhone app that would help with that. 
And uh, that was actually the first couple of things that we had started uh, right. to discuss. Right. Yeah. And it's so fascinating too, because, because I remember the first couple of episodes when you guys talk about the, the Instagram bots, you guys literally just talk about how, not literally, but you guys were guessing how Instagram finding out you are the bot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of kind of technical stuff, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, since I was really trying to build up this bot and I had worked on it uh, for a very long time, I had made so many experiments and uh, the number of times I've been blocked, uh, I-, I can't even count. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. My, if my account is definitely flagged in so many ways. <laughs> But, you know, but that was the only reason I could try all of my things, right? Because uh, I didn't care about, like, I think the problem is that people care about their Instagram account or their social media account, right? So they cannot go all the way, um, you know, testing the most uh, uh, obscure uh, uh, strategies, right? right? But I personally didn't give a shit about it. You know, (laughs) it could have been blocked the day after. Oh, whatever. You know, I'll start another one. Yeah, you know, it's not that I was married to it. So I tried all sort of stuff and that uh, allowed, you know, I could, uh, you know, push the envelope a lot, but uh, until I could, right? So basically, uh, especially when we're testing ways to improve it or actually not to make it get blocked, it like the discussions would become quite technical because, uh, it, you know, it was technical stuff. You know, you cannot get, um, you know, you cannot uh, not do that. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like you, you just have to keep experimenting. And the good thing about social media is they they are not going to run out of any name handle. Like let's say if you're Paolo, your Paolo got blocked, can Paolo one and then Paolo two, yep. and you can Paolo ten thousand, three thousand. Who cares, you know? But I'm I'm glad that you have the attitude of like you know just just experiment because you know not everyone like experiment and not everyone has the has a stomach to stomach the failure. Definitely took a lot of uh, trial and error. I'm just curious, like in ballpark, how many Instagram account have you created? Ballpark, well, no, ballpark. no. So, I mean, I created many, uh, right. but uh, I've always used the the same. But the same okay. account has been blocked so many times, like at times for like two weeks on end, like two right. weeks that I could not do any single interaction. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So, what do you do during the two week? Like, you can you can test anything out during two. Weeks? Wait, two weeks. Oh. Yeah. So patient. There's no way around it. No way around it. So patience. If my Uber is not gonna get here in five minutes, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call the restaurant. Like, hey, dude, what the what the hell is my food? Yeah, you know? yeah. I want it right now. You know, I want it yesterday. Actually, <laughs> but, there's probably okay. somebody from Instagram listening to this, and they're like, find Paulo, whoever you are, and block every single possible <laughs> account he could create. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it though. Well, he can, and then he can just change it. I'm not. He's not gonna call himself Paulo. Maybe he could call himself. Jennifer or <laughs> Luigi or, or you know, or, or, or Ming, you know, they get any names you can come up with, you know, because handle, it's just a handle, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't define who you are, you know, it doesn't label yourself. But okay, so what yeah, I mean, there's more to it than that, uh, you know, yeah. now I, I would start talking about the technical stuff, but uh, they will know when a person creates multiple accounts. Well, they can look at your IP and stuff, right? Yeah, there's that, the phone yeah. number that you use, uh, the emails if they're connected. So, yeah. Right. The actual best idea, if I had to do it, I would uh, pay someone to create it like in Indonesia or something so that nothing is connected. Right. Then you get the um, details. Even that, it becomes sketchy. But okay, now I'm going. Uh, <laughs> See, going I have to say, tangent, so. out of everyone here, I know James Q is good at this as well, but I think Paolo is the best at using Fiverr. 
Mm. Oh, How many yeah. times has you feel Fiverr? Use Fiverr, Paulo? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, way more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> James Q, have you, you use Fiverr, right? Yeah, I've used How? Fiverr, and I I like Upwork too. Actually, I I've had oh. a lot more luck with it as for finding a little bit more expensive, but a little bit higher quality contractors sometimes. Right. How many times have you used those senses? You can count in ten fingers, or no, it's definitely more than that. Oh, oh. What about you, Jen? I use it a lot. I, I use it for Google Ads. I use it for my card game. Like I use it a lot, actually. Right. Yeah, man, I, I never trust those people. That they, they all look sketchy to me. You get some. You have to do a lot of research, and it's it's hit or miss. But if you right. find a good person, it can be really good. Right. It's I, kind I of get... like the uh, dating apps, Jay. You got to submit more <laughs> yeah. than two to have success. My most recent, I tried to hire ten people to design some Pinterest graphics for my blog. And I think only one or two were even worth consulting with again in the future. So you got to oh. keep trying. You can't yeah, give I, up after two. I think what's with me is that like, I see a lot of Malaysian and Southeast Asian on there. I'm like, well, I am Southeast Asians. You know, I'm like, I don't want to hire my own people. No, I'm just joking. Whoever, whoever Southeast Asian. I know that I know I, I know we have some Malaysian audience out there. Please don't, don't hate me. These are all jokes. But anyway, so what about you, Jens? Uh, what, I, what was the first project that you brought onto the show? First thing James and I started doing was the first years of marriage newsletter. And that was almost a spinoff of how I've always been a bridesmaid. I worked weddings. I got married in March. And we just started talking about how that could be a really good idea. And there's really no assets or resources out there for people once you get married. You know, there's people who help you plan your wedding. There's people who help you find love. There's people who help you get divorced. But there's nobody who teaches you how to be married and talk about some of the more taboo topics like postnumps and the conversations you have about finances and all the things after you get married. So we started that. And then very quickly after we started that, James was like, okay, we're actually going to start another new newsletter called Odd Jobs Newsletter. And I was just like, are you kidding? Like another thing. And then it became another thing after another thing after another thing. And that's sort of how I function. So he played very well into my strengths, which is chaos. I love chaos. I love to do a lot of things at once, but those were the first two things we did together. Yeah. I think, I think James, I think James is good at looking at what you're good at. And then he would just throw ideas within your strength. You know, he, he knows Paolo's good at uh, programming stuff. Uh, then, you know, that's, he managed to talk everything about programming, about algorithm and all that stuff and give uh, Paolo a couple more ideas uh, to develop on that. And then he's good at newsletter and come up with more ideas. And then he give you more, you know, more ideas on that too. Uh, and then you know, what about James Kills? So what's, what was your first? I can't remember what was your first thing that you came on for. The first was so show long. that we did was about interviewing because I had mentioned I wanted to have a podcast. I think right. in my original email, he said, like, what are the things that you're working on and what do you want to be working on? And I said, well, I've had this idea of having a podcast for years and I've never started one. So on that first episode, as Jen mentioned, we interviewed Dave Kirpin and Bill Glazer. Oh, yeah, and Bill's they didn't know they were going to be on there. I didn't know they were going to be on there. And James didn't know they were going to be on there. He basically just went on Facebook while we were on there and found anyone who was online and started yeah. sending messages and said, hey, can you just pop on this Zoom? And then yeah. they just popped on. And he's like, okay, James, ask him some questions. And I was like, okay. And I did it. 
and to the best of my ability. And then James gave me feedback right in the moment. And right. that was how I knew that this was going to really change my life. I thought it would. And then at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be challenged. I'm not going to have time to think about it because typically I come up with an idea and then I think it to death and then I give up on it because I realize it's not going to work. He didn't give me a right. chance to even do that. He just said, no. go do it and we're going to figure it out. And so then after that episode, I'm like, okay, well, I just interviewed these two rock stars on the James Outster show. If I can do that, why can't I just launch my own podcast? And within a couple of weeks, the James Quandall show was born, which now has 25 episodes, which are hour to 90 minute long episodes. And it was all a result of the Make You a Millionaire series. So uh -huh. it's amazing. And then I've actually brought Dave Kirpin onto my show. Right. right. And we I talked... And then I also met Bill Glazer in person right, yeah, yeah. at Expo East. So be, like these relationships are all coming full circle and it's, it's so cool. And it's really just about having courage and not being afraid to take a risk and then possibly failing. Cause who really cares? Nobody's really watching us anyway. Like if you fail, it's only your own self that you have to worry about. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because they also, you know, uh, you know, to, uh, so I don't know what you were saying because I remember when I was you know younger when I tried to be a rock star and I tried to write my own music. Um, I remember one of my mentors is like, you know, when you write music, you just you don't you don't think about it. You just do it. You know, you just have to have the tempo, rhythm, whatever set at the metronome, just run and then just just do it. You know, because then you know what you what what you did wrong. Then you can go back. Either you improve on it or you write a new song that improve of it or you you change it, you tweak it, you know? So like, you know, like don't, don't give yourself a chance to think too much. And if you just do it, eventually things will come. Yeah. It's so much easier to change things when they're already in progress versus yeah. trying to make it perfect before you even start. And so now I just start something and then I kind of improve it as I go based on real world feedback. Yeah. Because this is essentially what you all did, right? Like, Jens have Jens like oh audio newsletter I don't know if I'm gonna do it and then you just started doing it and now it's how many weeks have we been doing it now? Uh, the first year of marriage I've been doing since June and odd jobs since July. Yeah, so it's in July and now it's December, July, August, September, October, November. Ah, sorry, I'm bad at math. So it's you did it six months now, you know. And then Paolo, Paolo has you know now has the 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 pick up line for the fast track. And, you know, Paolo is also working on some very cool stuff. The AI stuff is really cool. I'm, I, I, you know, I want to interview a lot of like dead people, you know, so I'm waiting for Paolo to do the AI stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, so this is, <laughs> this is the, the, the message of, you know, uh, James trying to, to give everyone. It's like, you just, you just do it because like, if you always think about it, you think about how perfect it would be, how long it's going to take for you to really start doing it, you know? So, yeah, and in my case, I'm 25 episodes in now, and I already had the microphone six months prior to starting it. So I already had everything I needed to start, and I hadn't done it yet. Yeah. And it, so it just gets started with whatever your idea is. Don't wait. Don't wait for someone else to approve of it. Just do it. Like, choose yourself. Like, that first book, the title is just so appropriate for this whole mentorship. It's really just about forgetting about the gatekeepers and just making it yourself and not right. asking permission. Yeah. And also I felt like every one of you has your own strength. So I felt like James, you're really good at networking. You are not afraid of reaching out to anyone, even though you didn't reach out to Jen, you know, of course. Oh, he did. Just, he did. He did. James, he did. 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 He did
He did. And it was my fault because I was just all over the place and busy, but he did. He did. So so now, you know, we, we can blame Jen, you know, James. If you but I couldn't find Jason. I did find Paulo. I used my super sleuth ability and did find him, but I could not find Jason. Right. Well, Jason, Jason is anonymous. Like I can't even find him, like, because he just doesn't assist on, on social media. And then Jen is great at coming out ideas. Like every episode you come on, that's at least four or five lists of 10 ideas, different ideas that you could do or that you want to do. You're like, were you, were you a teacher's fan? No. Were no, you I was a teacher's cool. fan? Really? No, it was horrible at school. I was not a school person and I was super shy. So I just tried to float by, but I don't do well in school because I don't do well following somebody else's agenda or plan. Oh, really? So I never did well in school. I did well in like the clubs, but teachers didn't love me. I was super shy. I used to like cry to go no. home. Yeah. No, really? It's so different. Yeah, because like, I felt like, all of you do like James homework right away. Like, like you, you, you guys, like James, like, yeah, go back, do this, this, this. And then you all came back with like a, a, a great list of, of homework, you know, and then Paolo maybe there's a theme here because I also did awful in school and didn't do my work and I didn't fit in. And really? I just, I, I actually dropped out of college twice. I tried it twice and it just ne it never worked. And so maybe oh. that's a theme here. Paula, what, where are you at on... Paula, on Paula. Uh, Paula's not going to fit in here, Paula. I did grading school. <laughs> I literally just got my PhD graduation. So I suppose I'm breaking the pattern. Paula, Congratulations. Paula. There's always Paula. one. Paula, you have to show off a little bit. Uh, PhD from where? Oxford. <laughs> Wow. How, are you, Oxford, how are you not going to mention that? That should be like on your, your t-shirt. You should have that on your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like only Amber can do that. You know, like whoever that wear Cornell or wherever that I'll go out there, MIT, uh, they just show off, you know. How I graduated from uh, the, the probably the second oldest uh, university out there, you know. So, you know, I, I didn't think like dropping out of school is a good thing, you know, like you know, but you also have to work hard. You also have to, you know, uh, um, have to work hard and also have to have to be creative. I feel like every every one of you are so creative uh, in your own domain as well. I want to speed this up a little bit. So, what are you now working on after so long on on the show, Paulo? You want to go first? It's basically a combination of things. So, I'd say on the Similar to what I started working on for the app, there's many things going on there. So basically, you know, now I've uh, released the app. It's on the App Store, and there's a bunch for different. You know, it's uh, mainly uh, I started doing it for food, so it's there for food. But then there's a few other types, uh, kind of that address different niches. Even for that, I'm working on this kind of pickup line version, and uh, yeah, so that thing, that part, it's uh, there's that. And then with the James, we basically started working on building this uh, social networking website. Right. And that's the also say like the other part where I'm spending a lot of time uh, uh, making. Right. Basically, Paulo is just full time working for us, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, but basically, <laughs> between what I'm working for work and working on this, I barely do anything else. Basically, full time. I go out eating from the Instagram, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then also, you know, at some point we have to try your food and we have to try, you say you cook, right? Were you like a good cook? 
Well, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, I'm Italian, so it counts with that, right? <laughs> yeah, need you ask? I have to say, you're probably the first Italian that did talk with your hand. I'm, uh, you know, I'm purposely hiding them, you know, <laughs> and not in the shop. Well, because, well I mean, yeah. uh, I don't want to be some sort of uh, Italian stereotype. <laughs> right, but but the things you could see if if the camera be it's wide awesome. angle, yeah. yeah, yeah, and also you're in UK, you have to fit in, you know, you have to like adjust your your lifestyle. Of course, your, be polite, your, your proper, proper talk about the weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Jen? We're I'm still working on the first years of marriage newsletter that goes out every Tuesday. I'm doing odd jobs newsletter that goes out every Monday. I released a card game called the Newlywed Card Game, which I got the idea with James through the first years of marriage and the Newlywed Card Game. James had me launch it on Kickstarter, which was like such a cool experience to learn. And I just got my first shipment of that order in, and I so I'm learning how to manufacture and fulfill orders and ship a physical product. And finally, BeMyBillboard.com, which is a website where people can be human billboards and brands send them free shirts and free merchandise, and then they create profiles. So working on a lot of different things that are so unrelated, but I'm, I love them. I really love most of the things. Yeah, but you, you know what Steve Jobs always says, right? You know, there's always a dot that you do know how to connect, but when you look back, the dots always connect, you know? You're right. You're, you're so right. You're so right. And James helped me connect that because he's like, okay, you right. work an odd job. Why don't you do something with odd job? Like these are, and like you're married now. Why don't you do something with marriage? And everything was just so obvious what he was saying, but I could not figure that out myself. And right. as somebody who's been like a solopreneur for six years, who also has an issue listening to people, when James told me all of this, I was like, oh my God, like, it's just like these light bulbs went off in my head and I respect him so much that if he told me to do something, I did it. I mean, Kickstarter was something I was terrified to try, but he was like, you're going to make a Kickstarter. This is what you're going to do. And I, I followed it to a T and it worked. Yeah, Obviously right. there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but I appreciate advice that scared me that when I tried it, I learned something new. Yeah. And also I felt like James is, is good at telling people what to do. Like I felt like the way he tell people what to do is, he almost made it it's your own idea and you want to do it rather than be like do this 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 this, this. but like you know he made it like it's your idea you know but he's also yeah. good with excuses because every time i'd be like oh you know i i don't know if i could do that or this or i'm scared or no one's gonna buy this he's really good at dealing with your excuses and sort of right. having you talk yourself out of things i feel like he's great for people who are like me who don't trust a lot of advice, but really do buy into what he says because it's different. I call myself a misfit and I feel like James is really good at giving advice to misfits, to people right, who right, right. don't want to follow generic advice. Yeah, have you seen his hair? He's also a misfit. <laughs> I can, I, I'm taking hair advice from him. That's why my yeah, hair yeah. is sticking out a little bit. <laughs> He's about, rubbing off on me. Yeah. What about you, James Q? So I was doing a lot of things before and they were all sort of undefined in a way. I, I had a lot of different opportunities and clients that I was working with in a bunch of different fields. And James helped me to connect the dots, like Jen said, but actually really brand each of these ideas into their own businesses. So I have the Amazon business where I help natural product brands right. sell more on Amazon and now it has its own strategy, its own business plan, its own marketing plan, its own org chart. And my wife left her job and her full-time job and is now helping with, with 
with that business. And so that was business one that's now so organized and has had so much growth and new opportunities. And the second is the book marketing business where I help folks get their books written, get them published and get them marketed. That just has been just something I've done on the side. And now just in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be teaching a class for authors on how to market their books for free on just new ways to do it because there's so many ways to sell more copies of your book without having to pay money to go and do it. You just have to get creative. And um, I'm going to share those opportunities with folks. And then the third thing is the podcast and personal brand. James has helped me so much just to clarify my own brand and what I'm doing. And it's just, I know that's the long-term play and it's going to take a long time to build that audience, but it's just so much fun. And I get a ton of joy out of doing that. Right. I feel like the more time you take to build your followers, the followers stick better. I don't know if you, if you will agree with that, Jen, because you've been building followers for the longest time. Yeah, no, they do. And then, you know, especially when you build them without selling them anything, I, I haven't, I don't sell a lot of my followers things often. And for the first six years, didn't sell them anything, just gave, gave, gave. So I think James, what you're doing, it's a slow play, but they're going to start to learn from you and get value from you. And then when you have something for them, they're going to be the first people to market it for you too, which is so cool. It's a relationship, right? If you take the longest time to court someone, they usually are a lot more loyal than, you know, that one night fling or summer fling or whatever, you know? So, okay, so this is a hard one. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure everyone of you guys have, have been through this. So what are the obstructions that you have been through since the the, the start of the, the show? Jen, you wanna go first? You know, lady first. Yeah, I think like the hardest part for me was I already am doing so many things. And then with James, it's like, okay, I'm adding on so many other things. So my brain felt like it was going to explode sometimes. And, you know, I have some people in my life who are like very judgmental about all of these things I'm working on. They're like, just pick one, pick two. And I always find that if I have obstructions or I have moments of doubt, I write them down and bring them up to James on the show. So a couple episodes, I don't think it released yet. We were talking about how a friend told me that at my age, I should be making double what I'm making in income. And I talked to James about that. And remember, we, we he basically right. was like, no, you know, that's not true. So I find that if I ever have moments of self-doubt or obstructions, and I've said to him before, I feel like I'm doing too much. It's really hard. His advice is really useful. And those are almost like personal moments that I cherish. Yeah, he. I, I felt like he also been through that too. So he's probably, that's why he knows how to get advice. I felt like you have one more obstacle. Can you even talk about that? Or oh yeah, I would love to. I <laughs> one more obstacle is that I, I, I don't know if James Q know Paulo maybe know a little bit, but uh, yeah. So this is a big bombshell for you. One obstacle is that something I created. I received a cease and desist letter from a somebody for, and basically they did not have a right to send that. But unfortunately, when someone tries to take some legal action against something that you're doing, you have to respond. So that was really challenging because not only did I have to find a lawyer to respond to it, but the stress of figuring it out. And James really broke down exactly how, what the situation was and how, even though I wasn't in the wrong, unfortunately in situations like sometimes you have to change names or you have to change things. So one obstacle I think I'm really facing is that some of the things I created, the names are not necessarily safe and might need to be changed, which is hard when you build a brand and you love the name and you love it so much to have to then change it. And I'm very stubborn with that. So 
that was really tough was, you know, and I'm learning this in all my businesses is that anyone could take legal action against you for anything. And it's very expensive to fight. So you have it to make is, the decision yeah. of conceding or fighting. Yeah. And also like the name thing, I felt like it's, it's the weirdest thing ever because to me, the name thing is felt weird is because it's almost at the, like the, the scenario, the play in my mind, it's like someone's dog baby named Luna and then someone's kids about to be born. It's like, Oh yeah, my kid's going to be named Luna. Can you change your dog's name? It's almost right. like that, you know, like, like, and also like if you have something that's very generic, that's, that's no way you can, you can copyright the, the, the words. Like even Taylor Shrift, uh, lost the lawsuit when she tried to uh, copyright Shake It Off. Was it this sick bit of Shake It Off that he should try to, but I think she lost it. Uh, yeah. What about, what about you, Paolo? I feel like Paolo, you have no obstacle at all. You know, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Because every no. time Paolo's come from, like everything is soft, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, in some way, there's stuff that comes up, but then, you know, it's, uh, it's something I need to figure out. And I right. learn whatever I need to learn and try to figure it out. At times, uh, I feel what is uh, hardest is when things are outside of your control. Uh, so maybe, right. you know, there's parts All of the right. world now that yeah. depends on other people. And there's a lot of managing of other people and uh, you can only do so much, right? And yeah. when you're dependent on someone else. So that is being maybe a part where I've realized that it's important to work with the trustworthy people. Yeah. And, but of course, there's a lot of trial and error with that as well, right. right? Because I feel whenever there's something where I'm responsible for, you know, if an issue comes up, uh, I can work as hard as I can until it gets figured out, right? There's a, assuming you have enough time, one way or the other, you can do it. Whenever uh, like progress depends on someone else, then you're stuck, right? Because yeah. uh, you can only try to convince them to do uh, work so much. And uh, after a while, uh, you know, the, the relationship may uh like dissolve or go bad and then you know you need to figure out uh, some other way find other people and get stuff done yeah yeah and also like you said there's only so much you can do when it's depending on other people but i do like when you say try and error even on people i have one question for you. very serious question does your mind think in one and zero <laughs> yeah because i feel like every time when you thought was that a question if i yeah, think there in was one a and question zeros. yeah yeah, because oh time... yeah, yeah, I pretended not to understand, <laughs> right? So that already gives out part yeah, of because... my answer. But of course not. I thinking more. <laughs> yeah, because like every time when you words. talk about yeah. yeah, in words, words is also one and zero, man, one and zero. Because what you guys like... didn't know is that this this interview with Paolo here is actually artificial AI, intelligence yeah. that he programmed. <laughs> it's I amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because every time when Paolo talks about issues is trial and errors i'm like well you when you like secretly think about probability like you know because trial and error is all about probability well yeah i mean we within reason you know you want to do things that have a some sort of uh, probable outcome or the right. uh you know expectation of well what you can achieve given the probability is in your favor right but right. uh I mean, I'm, uh, let me tell you, I'm definitely affected by my kind of, you know, by my background in the way I think about things. So, it's yeah. so interesting. It's just like, it's just like trial and error. You know, like probably 30% chance this guy will slip. It's probably, that probably happens a lot in your mind, you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, James Kill? 
I so there's two. Do you have any obstructions? Do you have there any? is two that come to mind, actually. And one was when we were working on the course to teach other people how to sell on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, right. My heart was just never in it. And I thought, like, mm -hmm. as I built it out and learned more, like, maybe I'd get more on board and I'd feel more interested. And it never happened. And I was like, well, I'm committed. Like, I'm going to keep doing it now. But then I was listening to an episode with Jen and she was going through one of her dozens of idea lists. And she's like, no, I don't. That doesn't interest me. Or I don't want to do that. Or my heart's not in that. And James, like, immediately was just like, no problem. We won't do that. If your heart's not in it, let's move on. And that gave me the courage on the next episode when we started to talk about the course. Yeah, I'm like, you yeah. know what? Like, I just, my heart's not in this. And he's like, okay, great, let's move on. And we just changed over to something else. So that thanks, Jen, for that. But that was number one. And then number two was just like, just self-doubt and the mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. Because I'm stretching myself and because I'm trying new things that are like misfits is such a good term. Like, it's just so different and unconventional. It just keeps rearing its head like, why are you doing this, James? Like, who are you to do this? Like, you don't deserve to do this. Like, it keeps happening. And I keep having to beat that over and over and over again, that self-doubt. And uh, that's why Stephen Pressfield's book is just so great and right. uh, has really helped through this. Yeah, yeah, because I I mean, no, because I, I felt like the, the difference between Jen and uh, you, James, is that Jen know what she didn't want. And then you don't know what you don't want. That's, yeah, I I'm, that's I'm, I'm really willing to try anything at this point. Right. And, I, and I didn't realize until I was kind of doing it that I didn't want that. And right. I don't know right away always it's something I don't like until it just didn't feel right. Right. And also, I'm so glad that like, you know, like this, this series also lets you and all the candidates learn from each other. You know, that's, I think that's why it's so good to have different people come on, because if you just have one or two person, like that's only that much can learn from each other. Well, I mean... Yeah. And then, okay. So for the very last questions, you know, I have been holding your time for an hour now, you know, and then we have to talk about crypto and other stuff. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys will give each other an idea, what would you give or what, how you will help each other? Um, I'm going to start with Jen first. Jen's, Jen's always good at coming up with ideas. I think for Paulo, like I would do something, I would continue on in the dating space, maybe something with AI and dating or bringing dating to the metaverse or something like that. I mean, I think the pickup line app is like a genius thing. I think it helps people start conversations. So if there's anything with just like AI and dating or I think that's that's a space that's going to be disruptive. So I would give that advice is to maybe stick in that lane because that's a that's a you know very that's an industry that's not going to die. It's right. almost guaranteed, right. right? And I think it's going to change very rapidly. Right. So if you were to help Paolo, what would you do? I'm oh, like I mean, if you can, so you can't say you can, you know, like you know sometimes. Oh, you well, just oh, can't. oh, okay. I get what you. I get the question. I would help you with the branding of it, maybe, and like the marketing of it. I think that'd be fun. Even like the PR, how to get the word out there about it. I would love to help with that because I have a background in like the dating space in the world and like that pickup line app, if that's something that I would love to tell everybody about. So I'd love to help with spreading the word. Right. What about you, James Q? So when I heard Paolo on the show, my first thought was he's going to get a million really, really quickly because I just felt like the, the ideas that you had, I could see how they could scale to millions immediately. 
And so I guess how I could help is introductions to people that once you have that idea and maybe help pitch it, I'm not, I'm not really sure whatever you need, but as far as the networking side, if there's a person that you need to meet, I'll find them and, and find a way to get an introduction. Cause that's my gift. James Gill, how are you not a private investigator? Investigator. Uh, who says I'm, I'm not, Jay? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Do I have camera in my apartment or something? <laughs> okay, so what about you, Paolo? Okay, so one of the ideas I had for actually Jen was this, is that at some point you were mentioning that for some of your kind of bridesmaids for higher service, you create um, this sort of uh, templates of uh, speeches mm-hmm. and also customized speeches. I think I, if you're interested, I could help you use AI to create like the speeches themselves, or at least part of them. Yeah, that's so funny. I was thinking about that because when I listened to your episode and, and heard all about what AI could do and the writing features, I thought, wow, is my my role as an author ever going to go away because of AI? And I think with the speech thing right now, I manually write so many of them. And if I could do something with AI or even learn something about that, that'd be a game changer. How long does it take you for for, for you to write one uh, speeches? It takes about an hour to get to know the person and then two oh. to three hours to write the speech. Holy shit, so it's about like three to four hours of work. Yeah. Paolo, how long do you think a GPT-3 can, can generate like a template speech? So it depends. I would have to look into it. But uh, I think that assuming the, the problem is solvable, if, uh, if it is solved, then you could get at least... Uh, Good. I'm not sure how long a speech is, but uh, you could get very good uh, a very good starting point for a speech in literally one minute, basically, <laughs> or two minutes, right? And then it would be right. something that you just need to edit. Right, right, right. Because you and have give to give some sort of human supervision right. to it in right. case it doesn't the, write the something personal, crazy. The personal touch, yeah, yeah. This is so yeah. interesting, yeah. man, man. The AI, huh? The AI industry, huh? You know. I, I, James always has that jokes, you know, like when AI rise up, they, they're not going to take over the world. They're just going to sit and watch uh, Netflix. And then they just write a <laughs> movie about, write a movie and send it to Netflix studio. You know, that's going to that's gonna win. Anyway, you know, this is a great annual uh, meetings. I loved it. Uh, I have to say, I pitched this idea to James for about five months now. He's like, nah, nah, just give it some time. Just give it some time. And then last week, I'm like, James was busy. And then I'm like, James, you know, let me do this. And then, because he's so busy, he's just like, ah, yeah, sure, just just do it, you know, and see what I can do. And then I'm like, eh, I'm going to do it and then see how it is. Hopefully, it will be fun. And hopefully, you guys, you enjoy these episodes and the listeners enjoy the episode. And hopefully, you can get something out of these episodes, you know, just in terms of like how they work and what mindsets you need to have or stuff like that, you know, or just entertain you, you know. Yeah, you were an awesome host. You did an awesome, awesome oh, job. And thank you thank for having you. it all on. And I have to know, what, where can I get a James Quandell show hat? I'm dying to know this. <laughs> well, it maybe it should be on the Billboard website. <laughs> you should. But oh, it's not should. right you now. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know who can hook you up. I'm surprised Jay's yeah. not wearing his. Well, because like I am wearing this big ass headphones. And then I also went out last night. We have a couple of friends, so I have a nice hair right now. You, you, you <laughs> must see my hair is like silky smooth. Yeah. I do want to just say a thank you to the James Altcher Show audience and listeners 
because through this whole thing, the encouragement and the friendships and the people that have reached out offering help or offering uh, encouragement or introductions has just been amazing. And I've made some really great friends through this. And I'm just really grateful for all of you. And, and oh. um, you know, the, my inbox is always open. So you can send me a message anytime if you have questions or if you need help or if I can encourage you in some way, find me. I'm, I'm, I'm around. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, I always hate when podcasts do like, oh, is this something that I'm, I didn't cover or whatever? You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, hey, if you guys have anything to plug, you guys can plug ahead. Uh, James, have you done your plugging? Is it all that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. Google me and I, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to message me, message me there. James Quandall on both. You have to, you have to spell your last name. It's uh, Quandall. Q-U-A-N-D-A-H-L. What about you, Jen? Do you have anything to plug? I mean, you could always send me an email, jenglance at gmail.com or say hi. Oh, hey, Damien, jenglance.com. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening to the show and reaching out. I always, I always enjoy it because it's scary to be so vulnerable. It's scary to know that people are listening to this. So thank you just, and thank you, James, for having us on the show. Like James Q said, this has been not only the biggest, most life-changing thing in a very long time, but it, saved my year. It put me on down a very different path and it gave me life again in so many different ways. So I am eternally grateful for this podcast and for you, Jay, because oh. you've also been a superstar throughout it all and have really helped with all of my audio issues. And there are always many. Well, that's my job, right? You know, like it's <laughs> like I always say, it's 2021. I felt like it should be very easy. But unfortunately, it's not. What about you, Paolo? Do you have anything to plug? You, you're the mysterious person. You yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to pitch, you know, if you to want to get in touch with me, send Jay a message and maybe yeah. send it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Paolo PR right now. You want to talk to him? Talk to me, you know? Well, I mean, I have to ask him to say, uh, I mean, uh, you know, like, you guys, all, all the candidates are great, you know, everyone's very respectful and everyone's come, like, everyone's very well prepared all the time and get come on the show and make my life so much easier. And I also... You know, uh, I'm also glad that we can all, we all became friends after, you know, I talked to Jens about, you know, anything, you know, from, from my pub to my dating life, if I have any, you know, it's just, or, or just food. And then talk to Paolo about cryptocurrency. We, we got into, we, we are into NFT now, right now, apparently. And then with James, James Q, we talk about everything. I didn't play chess, but we do talk about chess live streaming. And then once in a while, James would send me some, some nice note about like streaming stuff. And I have to thank James as well because he's probably one of the few person that always come on when I stream on Twitch and they just say hi, you know. It, it just it's just fun, you know. It it's it just great. Uh, I, I just really appreciate uh, the the friendship that you know that I you know that I got through the show. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. Hopefully, we can do it next year. Man, I don't think we should do it next year. Next year should be called. We made a million, uh, we made a million meetings, you know? Hopefully next year will be like, we made a million, uh, millions meeting, you know? And we just talk about how much money we spend buying yard, how much money we spend buying houses, how much money we spend buying NFTs that doesn't do anything, you know? <laughs> anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Bye. Thank you.